All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock time for the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in Portland. Jim is man in the studio in Philo. Jim, happy Sunday evening to you. How are you doing? I am in the Philo studio, and I'm going to be at the in Portland next week. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, Jim, speaking of Portland, uh, I had a funny experience uh, ending my work week last week. I don't think I told you about this. And this is why when people ask me where I live, I tell people I live in Portland uh, because of this very reason. And I thought this was kind of a funny story. So I thought I would, I, I thought I'd share it with you because I think you can yeah. kick out of it. So I'm on a call with a customer and I'm training them. It's a, it's a, it's a store in Washington. So pretty close to me. I think they're like in the Olympia area. I think, yeah, the yeah. Olympia area. And as I'm talking to them, they ask me, oh, where are you from? And, and where do you work? And I say, oh, I live in Milwaukee. Oh. And I got the classic answer because I usually say I, I live in Portland or I say I live in a suburb of Portland. But in this time, I, I, I didn't think about it. I said I live in Milwaukee. And they went, oh, you're the first person I've talked to from this company that lives in Wisconsin. Huh. And it's just, you know, it reminded me that's why I don't tell people I live in Milwaukee because it just causes more confusion <coughs> than, it needs, than it has to. Yeah, it's um. Uh, the other thing I thought about um, is hold on a minute. Um, now that I mentioned that I'm going to be in Portland next week, let's give a heads up now on what's going on with the sports phone next week, and then doing it again at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was on my my housekeeping list, and we're getting right into it. So. Before we dive into the show here, uh, a couple of housekeeping items. Uh, one week from today, Jim and I will not be on the air. So that'll be Sunday, the 18th of June. Uh, Jim and I will not be on the air for the sports phone. Uh, we will be away from the show. However, the sports phone will go on on Sunday. Uh, there will be a sports phone. There will be a special sports phone. Jim, I'm going to let you give the details because I don't have it pulled up in front of me at the moment. So I want to make sure we get the details right. We are going to have the, I'm going to name it, the Sports Phone Football, in parentheses, Soccer Edition. The Sports Phone Football Edition. Feel free to let your listeners know that we will answer anything you always wanted to know about football, but we're afraid to ask. From Premier League to the Championship League to the World Cup, we'll talk messy, we'll talk more. This is going to be from our new news director, who I believe is from South America, Victor. Victor, that's a little bit of a, a cop out answer there. So that's, um, that's I, I, I thought I knew where 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 I thought I knew where he was from, but I, but I don't. Um, Victor Palomino, <clears throat> and Rich Culbertson, who um, I'll tell you, frequent listeners know, no matter what Rich talks about on the radio, it sounds great. <laughs> I always say he has the best radio voice I've ever heard, so I don't even care what Rich talks about. So anyway, they're going to talk football next week as a, as a sports phone live call-in show. So um, all, all you, you know, every time we do something, I, I know you're a big soccer fan. Oh, yeah. And and you watch the World Cup regularly. Um, I'm not that much, but every time we mention football, or soccer, we get calls. So I got a feeling um, there'll be some people that don't hear this promo for for the sports phone, but they're going to hear it and they go, "Whoa, they're talking about soccer." So I, I think it's going to be a good one. 
it's going to be great. Uh, and I'll tell you, there there's good soccer stuff going on right now as well. I know it's not something we talk about day to day or week to week as much as I would really like to, but there's a lot of good stuff going on. Is there uh, something bigger than Messi? Uh, <clears throat> there was an accomplishment that's only happened seven other times in European soccer that happened over the weekend. Um, Manchester City won the Champions League. And if, yeah. for, for people that aren't familiar with the Champions League, the Champions League is a tournament of base of all of the leagues in Europe. Oh, uh, wow. they, play in a, they play a tournament together, uh, and it's considered a league. So Manchester City became the, the eighth team in the history of European soccer to win three uh, major championships in one season. So they won the Champions League, they won the English Premier League, and then they won the English FA Cup. Uh, and there's only been seven other teams in the history of European soccer that have won three major championships in a single year, in a calendar year. In a, I think it's a calendar year, technically. So but, are we preempting the... Uh, no, I'm just saying there's the, a lot of good stuff going on. The football the ed- edition? <laughs> no, I th- I, we're priming it. I know. We're priming it right now. Yeah, <laughs> Manchester City stuff, Messi coming to Miami, all sorts of good stuff. I can't wait to, to hear that show. Uh, listen to what Rich and Victor have to have to talk about because soccer is uh, it's fantastic. I, I hope we're it. somewhere. I hope we're somewhere next week where we can listen. I yeah, I, I yeah, want to call. I, I've got questions about soccer. I'm going to call in. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. So that's next week. But this week, let's talk a little bit about what the sports phone is and what's going to be going on. So this is an open forum sports talk show. Jim and I are big sports fans. If that wasn't clear already, uh, we like to talk about sports. And more importantly than talking about it, we like to open up the phone lines on KZYX and let you, the listeners, talk about whatever you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. can be professional, college, high school, rec league stuff, questions, comments, controversies, news stories, anything you want to talk about, as long as it is sports related, Jim and I want to hear about it and we want to get you on the air to talk about it. The number to call to do that is 707-895-2448. That's the number to call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. You can also shoot an email to Jim, who is all on top of technology nowadays with the sports phone, becoming the tech expert over there. You can shoot an email to dj at kzyx.org. Put sports phone in the subject, and Jim will see that, and he will get your email on the air uh, if you cannot call for some reason. So looking forward to it as always. Again, open forum. Anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. So is that was there. my that was my cue to to um to at least open the email program. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my reminder without it being a reminder to you to make sure you have the email. So <laughs> all um, right, okay. So phone lines are open, 707-895-2448. But before Jim takes a call, we might be able to get something queued up if we do have a caller. We're going to talk about this week's quiz question. And we're going to do this a little bit differently than normal. Um, We have been in the uh, habit of doing lists recently. So like the top 10 of this, right, or the top 10 of that, those types of things. It's been really fun because callers have been able to call in. Uh, and sort of a team effort. Uh, help. Yeah, it's been a team effort to try to put together a list of, of a top 10 of something. Uh, I have another list tonight for a top 10, but we're not going to ask the callers to put together the list. What we're going to do this week is a little bit different. I have in front of me the list of the top 10 fastest recorded moving objects in sports. Now, quickly to define an object oh, to make sure we're all on the same page here. An object is something we're calling that 
requires force applied to it to have it move. So cars are not in play here. Uh, a runner, for example, is not in play here. It is something applying force to something else to cause it to move. Let's just give an Remember, example. Are we fair with that definition? Give an example. <clears throat> we, 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 we take a, um, a curling a, a, stone. A, a, a lacrosse ball lacrosse would be ball. A, an example, yeah. right? It requires the stick to throw the ball. Right. Right. So it's an object that we're ta- that is being assisted in its movement. So I have the list of the top 10 fastest recording objects or, or top. I have it. I guess Simon technically it doesn't even need to be a top 10, but I have a, I have the list of 10 uh, objects and their fastest recorded uh, speed in sports. If you would like to participate in the quiz question today, give us a call 707-895-2448. Say you would like to participate. I'm going to pick three objects from this list, and your goal is on the air to attempt to order them from fastest to slowest. Uh, it's not necessarily going to be first, second, third. I might pick and choose. Might pick the you know what the first one is, the seventh one, the eighth one, and the tenth one. Just going to pick a random assortment of them. Uh, and your goal is to try to put them in order. We're going to do this multiple times because you know there's no real answers here that you know, can cause a, a it to become predictable. So if you want to call in and, and take a shot, give us a call, 707-895-2448. Just say you'd like to participate. I'm going to give three objects. You attempt to put them in the correct order from fastest to slowest. And I'm going to say, don't be shy. Give us a call. I've tried it already. And I, I do believe I was successful, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. you were. Yep. I tried it off the air. Um, we, we did a little rehearsal. So you like to do the trivia? I, I, I know your voices. I know the people that call, um, <clears throat> the, the people that call regularly and try to answer the quiz question. Come on live and we'll give you three things. You tell us which one goes the fastest, which one goes second fastest, which one goes third fastest, and we'll see if you, you, you can do it. And, and by the way, you can do that and bring up a subject if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah. yep. This is not a, a long question. So yeah, if you want to... <clears throat> If you want to take a crack at it, you're more than welcome to do that. And I'm, um, I might try it later too, Jerry. If, if uh, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. The <clears throat> phone lines are open. The trivia question is out there. Who is going to be the first person to get put on the spot here and try to? Well, I wish you had a prize for someone. <laughs> oh, I guess the only other thing I would say, Jim, before we can then we can get in on on this day or get into on this day in sports is. Yeah. All of these are, are are listed in their natural motion, right? So, like, none of this is like a robot did it or something like right, that. Right, right, it, it, right. It's all done by a person using the natural motion. And if you want to give us, if you want to uh, rant on on online, DJ, that's the letter D, the letter J, at KZYX.org, or um, <clears throat> put sports phone in the, in the subject line. Or if you want to do the trivia question online, um, geez, I'm not sure. I know you're gonna to have to call for that. Yeah. All right. So want to do a couple of this days? We got a call. Yeah. Jared. What do you have? Oh, we got a call. Perfect. You're on the line. I mean, you're on the air. All right. I'm down to give it a shot here. All right. Three, three objects. First taker. You ready, Jer? Yeah. All right. You ready? Oh yeah. Fire All away. right. Here's here's your list. A high lie ball. A hockey puck and a tennis ball. That's a good one. Okay, that's uh, <laughs> it's harder. Than funny, you. like 
It's this is, well, it's funny. Like when you were when you were um, saying the the, the the quiz before you explained how it was going to work, I was immediately writing down things, and they're all three <laughs> on my list of like I was like ready to give you the top ten list. But okay, uh, I'm going to go with those three were on your list, Vince. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, all right. So fastest, fastest to slowest, I'll go tennis ball, hockey puck, highlight. That is incorrect. <clears throat> Do I have any uh, of them in the right place? None of them were in the right place. <laughs> really? That's yeah. actually a clue in itself. Um, wow. So, so Jerry, okay. we haven't figured out what we're going to do at this point. We just leave it, all right? At this point, we're just going to leave it, right? Okay, yep, okay. Because I might reuse some of these objects in, yeah, there's, in later, there's, later questions. 707-895-2448. Um, as a group... I'm going to keep score here. As a group, we're 0 for 1. Sure. <laughs> see, see how many we get to, at the end of the day. Hey, Vince, we missed you last week. It's, oh, it's, I missed you guys, too. It um, seemed I a little, got to see the great local band play, though, so it wasn't a, a total loss. Did, did you ever listen to uh, um, to the interview with Josh Firks? Because I know you wanted to get involved with that. Yeah, I, I have not um, okay. archived that yet. Um, it's on my list of things to do, so I'm not really prepared to, okay. you know, comment on that topic. But um, I do look forward to listening to that. It's it's just, it's been a busy week, so haven't had a chance to just sit down and play that back. Um, but I do want to do a this day in sports moment that happened today. A new record broke. It seems to be a. I was trend I, I was us. wondering if that was a record. Yeah, Djokovic uh, yeah, broke yeah. Nadal uh, with his 23rd Grand Slam title. Um, I don't know if he lost a set or not, so I'm not sure if your prediction is still accurate for 2023. He lost a set in this one. He, he, uh, won, there, uh, he won in four sets. Okay. Huh. Uh, I think he's that well, good. Go. Right? I think he's that good right now. <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah, did, he's now, either that good or the competition's bad. <laughs> well, Nadal wasn't in it. I don't. Th my prediction. My mom's a big tennis fan, and uh, my prediction is is, um, and I guess a, a cliche will say Nadal's not getting any younger. I don't think he's going to have a comeback. So I think this record's going to stick for a while. And I also think. Yeah. I also think Djokovic is going to win three to five more in his life. Hey, d does that bring, uh, Jared? Do you have the record pulled up? Does is Serena above that? I mean, is, is this just men's record? Are we talking specifically about French Opens? No, or? majors. It's Grand, it, Grand uh, Slam majors. This is this. These uh, are these are major. Uh, Djokovic beat Nadal's record. Uh, I think um, Federer has one less than Nadal. But what about what yeah, about women? Uh, give me a second. It's gonna. Do you know Vince? Here to put this together. I want to say she has like nineteen or twenty. Okay, and I think she's the leading woman. <clears throat> Serena yeah, Williams is 23. Yeah. Serena has 23? 23? Yeah. Oh, so they're tied. Okay, so, wow. And she's finished, so... Yeah, pretty well, much. I mean, he, I think he could get to 30. I, I, I agree. I, I, I yeah. think he's that young, and I think he's that good. Well, and that's... I mean, I... I my... My... Yeah. Come on, Jerry. Pretend anyone, like you're excited, Jerry. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm trying here. Can anyone name a good young male tennis player? Besides so under problem, 25. That, right, that's, that's the problem. The problem. No. And, and, yes. Yeah. And, and this is why Jim had to kind of coax me there 
where my interest in tennis is very, very come and go because it's just so predictable, on the, it seems like, where it's like, oh, Djokovic is going to win again. It's because well, no well, one can name a, a good male tennis player under 27. I huh. felt this way, Jerry, for a long time now. Even when, even when Federer, uh, Djokovic, and, uh, and Nadal were all three in their prime, you pretty much could pencil in the doll for the French Open. Yeah, you could pretty much pen, you know, pencil in, uh, pencil in Federer for the anything. Federer, you could Open. pencil in on any of them. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, except for the French Open, occasionally he would upset Nadal, but right. Nadal won most of those. It was like, even then, it wasn't that exciting because the competition. It was always going to be those three guys battling it out, and, it was, and now, now it's one guy, and that's it. And yeah, and at least again, the little I follow, I, it, it's, the women are in a much better state, right? Because aren't there like three or four really good young women? There's oh, there, there's more than three. I, there's more than right, three or four. There, there's, but there's there's one that's clearly the best. Shivantek. At least, yeah. But then there's ones that can at least give them a run for their money. Oh yeah. Give, give her exactly. a run for her money. Yeah. Yeah. Coco Graf lost, and and she's up and coming. I don't think she's twenty yet. <clears throat> hey, can you can you uh? I'm going to take somebody else, Vince, and um, please call back. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Vince. You're on the air. Thank you for, uh, for taking my call very much. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about programs past, and I don't know whether this is imagination or memory, but something to do with a, a badminton birdie. Wait a minute. Are, are you going to try our, uh, our trivia question? Yeah, I just I remember something in one of your past programs regarding that. Yeah, I, I think a long, long time ago we did some version of this. I, I was I was thinking about that. I, I think at some point we may have gone over this list or it was it came up as a topic or or something. Um Come on, Jerry, give him a shot. Give him three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, caller, if you want to participate. So so again, for format, uh, I'm gonna give you three objects. Try to go ahead and put them in, in order. So we will do. Let's see. Let me get my let me get my list loaded up here. Okay. Let's do a cricket ball, a squash ball, and a golf ball. Oh my gosh! I, I feel uh, very unprepared. Um, it's okay. Ball. Whatever. Just fastest and slowest of those three. If you want to take a stab at it. Uh, the golf ball, but uh, I really don't know. Anyway, I thought there was something to do with a, a, a badminton birdie. Anyway, that is, was... yeah. So the badminton birdie is on this list. It is in the top ten of of fastest moving objects in sports. All right, good. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys take it over from there. All right, awesome. Appreciate it. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, I have this date in history. Oh, great. June 11th, June 11th, 1938. Johnny Vandermeer of the Cincinnati Reds pitched a no-hitter against the Braves and won 3-0. That itself is only half the story. What makes it a unique event is four days later, he pitched another no-hitter, 6 to nothing against the Dodgers in Ebbets Field, the first night game ever played in Ebbets Field. He's the only player in baseball history to pitch back-to-back no-hitters. Within four days? With a four date, he was second back to back on June 11th and June 14th. This is the June 11th, uh, remarkable. Today's oh, June 11th, but at, at June, it's either June 14th or 15th, one of the two. He came back and pitched against the Dodgers in the first night game ever in, in Ebbets Field to pitch another no hitter, 6 0. He's the only pitcher in baseball history to pitch back to back no hitters, a feat that obviously 
is unique and will probably never never be duplicated. Well, uh, no hitters, no hitters themselves aren't that aren't that unusual. In fact, the Giants almost got no hit yesterday. There was two outs in the eighth inning against them when really? when uh, then they got their first hit. But anyway, he's the only guy who uh, ever pitched back to back no hitters. That's 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 crazy. It, it's funny too. Like if you look back at the history of baseball. It yeah. was just more common for starters to throw more innings and just throw more. Exactly. Back, you know, if you look back in the, the 30s, 40s, 50s, Absolutely. and 60s. Absolutely. Compared to today, Absolutely. where if a starter Absolutely. gets out of the sixth inning, it's impressive. Even if he's having oh, yeah. a good game, they just pull him out. So, so Carl, you watch more baseball than me, clearly. Uh, and so, yeah. uh, Jared doesn't either, but he just reads more than me. Um, <laughs> um, if... Do they ever take a pitcher out if they're pitching a no-hitter? Or do they give them a shot always? Well, they, as far as I know, they never take a pitcher out if he's pitching no-hitter unless there's an overwhelming reason to take him out. Huh. They've taken pitchers out in the, in the, in, in, when they have a, a bullpen game would have no-hitters going, and they just keep replacing pitchers. But that's not one man pitching a no-hitter. In fact, uh, they would ne- I've never heard of an instance where they took a pitcher out. When he was deep into the game, it's one thing if the pitcher's in the fourth inning or something, but uh, when the pitcher's you know, getting deeper into the game, it, it's, it's inconceivable with the crowd uh, on the edge of its seats uh, that they would take, take out a uh, pitcher would, who's on the verge, on yeah. the verge of, of history, in a sense. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, they're... Um... <clears throat> Is is the combined no hitter impressive? Should t- should I be impressed by that? Do you have a list of those? Well, well it's Jim- the un- unique. There's only been one time it's ever been done back to back. No pitcher has ever pitched two successive no hitters. No, that's how Jer's asking. Is the combined no hitter thing like a pitcher? Well, it's a, and it's then- a thing. No, no, no. It's, it's it, a it, thing, it is. Jim. It I- is now because since since in you know in the new era where they uh, have starting pitchers come out at the end of the sixth inning or something. Right. Uh, I, I or they pitch three bullpen pitchers in there. They've had they've had several uh, combined no hitters with with uh, several pitchers huh. in the I, last I what, my, five or seven my question, years. My question was: Is should I be as impressed by that as I am by a pitcher throwing a no hitter? No, I don't think so. No, I don't. Think no, it should. no, yeah. <clears throat> no, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. You uh, yeah. but I like it. Are I you like giving it. a shot at a? I don't want to put you on the spot, and Jeremiah yelled no, no, at me no, for no, this. No, 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 we're not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Not no, go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead, Jer. You want to take it? You want to take a crack at sure. the? I ab- at the ab- absolutely. Ab- are okay. you going to give me the same three? Are you going to give me the same three? No, I was going to give you a different three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was ready. So, I was ready to t- to to move in on the other one. But that, give me a different three. Okay. All right. Here here's going to be your three: a soccer ball, okay, a lacrosse ball, and a ping pong ball. <laughs> And you're you're talking about fastest in common play. Yes. You're not like with tennis. You're not talking about a man teeing off a tennis ball, not in a game, just to see how much propulsion he could get. The, you're talking about is, the execution of the thing in the game. There's it, a difference. It does not have to necessarily been in game, but it is within the natural motion of like it's not. It, it's not it, a robot. It, the, it's not a robot. It's it's the so the tennis one, for example. This yes. was reported. This was recorded in game. Yes. Okay. Give me the three again. Okay. Uh, a soccer ball, a lacrosse mm-hmm. ball, and a ping pong ball. <laughs> I love it. Lacro- lacrosse, <laughs> soccer, ping pong. Two out of three. 
<laughs> you tell you don't tell me which two though, right? Come on, give him another I, hint. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not going to say. I'm not going <laughs> to say. All right, I, I, I'll, I'll take two. It's two out of three. I'll, I'll take two. <laughs> so right. he had two in order. Is that what you're saying, Jer? Two of the three were in the correct order. Huh. Okay. okay. That, that tells okay. you a lot right there. All right. All right. <laughs> we got another call. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you so Bye-bye. much. Yeah. Jerry, I had the I had the belt tuned up for him. I thought he was going to get it right. Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Yep. Hi. Hello. I, hi. I don't know if what you were asking Vince if he had heard about yet was the um, issue of kids playing sports, but. I know that that's something that you wanted to talk about again this week. And I think there have been a couple of things just in the last few minutes on the show where it's become really apparent what some of the problems are with kids being involved with sports. The fact that there are no young tennis players because they, they quit because they aren't good enough. They aren't good enough to win championships. They're good enough to play tennis, to enjoy themselves for the rest of their lives, if they choose to. And that's what sports really, to my mind, shouldn't be about who's winning. It should be about having fun. It should be about moving around. And the fact that this person who... um, had the comment about the uh, birdie that because they only knew about the birdie, they didn't want to participate. What difference does it make? It's a game. You can just play it. You can just randomly pick from those three choices and win or lose or draw. Makes no difference. It's fun. The point was to just do it because it's fun. Not a sport. I understand that, but it makes the same. It comes from the same um, way of thinking. But if I'm not really, go ahead. I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I coached uh, and I played basketball for almost thirty years. High school, college rec league professional, and then I coached um, public school for seventeen years. And I actually used a very similar, I said it a little, and I want to say it over the air because the way you said it uh, almost sounded even better than the way I say it. But I always said to kids, the all you can do is play. You have no control over the whether you win or lose or not. It, you have to have the excitement to play the game. That's all that really matters. If the other team's better than you, you may not win. You don't have any control over that. And it's it doesn't matter. It matters if you can play and enjoy it. Whatever play to the best of your ability means, that might mean to have fun for some person. Another person, that might mean to get rebounds. Another person, me, might be to pitch the baseball. But I always said it's the playing that's exciting, not the winning or losing. So I think we have a very similar. Well, I, I have that attitude about pretty much anything, whether it's uh, painting a picture or writing a poem or throwing a a softball. Anything worth doing is worth doing. Oh, yeah. 
doesn't have to be done well if you enjoy doing it and it requires somebody else to participate and you can find somebody else, then I recommend doing it. Who cares what it looks like? If you're enjoying it and you're not hurting somebody else, of course, then go ahead and do it. And the um, All Things Considered had uh, a piece on this shortly after the um, sports zone, and there was a young man who played tennis, and he knew that he was not a good tennis player. Well, what does that mean? He enjoyed it. He was able to get the ball back and forth over the net with somebody else. And he plans to keep doing it because he keeps improving. Exactly. So isn't that a good tennis player? Of course it is. So at any rate, I think part of the problem with, um, and I, I hope that this also will have a chance to listen to the uh, All Things Considered piece. Because some of the things that they talk about are how to make school property available to people other than just athletes who are on a team. How come everybody doesn't get to use the track? How come it's only for the people on the track team except if you happen to go some other time of day? And how come the football field isn't for the whole community except when... The team is using it. Maybe it is. I don't know. Some places it is. Some places it isn't. But a lot of the time it isn't. Other kids don't get to play basketball in the gym because the team is using it. Anyway. Thanks for the call. There's a lot to be said for a way to get kids involved and grown-ups too. Love your call. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It it gets even trickier just to get my, my little kind of two thoughts in here, I guess. Eh, two thoughts. We'll go with that. Um, it's even, I, I think, trickier with individual sports because when you talk about kids not having fun in sports, I think that gets even more amplified when they're individual sports. Tennis, golf, gymnastics. I, I mean, think about like the stories about the pressure on of on athletes in those individual sports where the coaching is really intense. It's year long. There's, you know, you're five different coaches for five different parts of the sport kind of thing. It's, it's even more amplified in individual sports like tennis than it is, uh, than it is in, uh, in, in team sports to a, to a certain degree. And I think the other thing I would say to that, and this isn't necessarily, I think, well, no, I, I think it is connected in some way. Those sports are also more expensive. The barrier of entry is usually way higher in those types of sports than in, than in others, which, which can, I think be an impact on that as, as well. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for the air guys. Um, I got three questions. Uh, you want to do one at a time or you want me to throw them all out? Let's go one at a time. One at a time. So on the NBA, did you notice like, especially you see it with LeBron, LeBron is they started doing the soccer deal where you go down and you just, whine and cry for five minutes have so you, have you seen it so my my answer to this is i remember watching a game in this year's playoffs and i i think complaining about officiating the nba has always been a thing but i remember turning to the friend of mine that i was watching the game with and, and saying to him 
is this way worse this year than it's been in the past? And I still have that question. I think for, for whatever reason, this year has been significantly worse in terms of complaining about officiating. And the only little caveat I'll add to that is I don't think it's helping the fact that the NBA is getting caught up in another officiating problem where they, they have another NBA officiating official that's getting caught up in like a scandal of, of sorts. So, yes, okay. I think well, it's way worse this year than it's been in other years. Well, wait a second. So that wasn't my question, but I'll address that a little bit. I said I'm, I'm kind of mad at the Warriors. I can't believe they can't find a psychologist or a psychiatrist to deal with Draymond on his complaints, you know? I sorry, think that's sorry, all he needs. What was what was the so question? The point I, I, the question I, I want to make sure was, I answer the but, question. What was it? Yeah, the question is, is no that the NBA players. I think LeBron's leading the way of when they fall down, like the soccer players in Europe and South America do. LeBron is staying down on the ground for five minutes, and the stupid announcers are going, "Oh, whoa, he's really hurt. Oh, there's something really wrong." And they're just doing the, the soccer deal where the guys lie on the ground and whine like they're, you know, like their back's broken. And then they get up in five minutes and keep playing like LeBron and the other NBA players. I, I, yeah. I, okay. Sorry. I did miss the, miss the specific of that question. Yes. I, I think that it, the exaggeration of calls or the, the, the <clears throat> exaggeration of contact to get more calls I think has gone up hand in hand with the complaining of officiating. So yes, I, I think that is that is bad. I don't think it's a new thing, right? Like if you look back, there's been European players doing that for a long, long time. Like Manu Ginobili was one of the first to do it. It is a there is a skill to it to exaggerate contact, but then there's the next kind of line of that, which I think you're talking about, where you get into the 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 flopping like selling it even worse than it actually is to a to a very exaggerated extent. And I, I, think, I think this caller also, Jared, is talking about act literally faking an injury. I don't think anyone's faking an injury. I I, I don't go that far. Okay. I think when you get when you get whacked in the head, I've because it's happened to me. There's a reaction of I got hit in the head, and, and you have to kind of gather your yourself for a second. I, I don't think it's. But again, I don't that doesn't mean that people aren't exaggerating stuff. But I, I do think there is like when you roll your ankle, there's a feeling of, oh, this really hurts that you very often are just going to be able to walk off as it as you kind of keep moving on it. I, I don't think it's okay. second question. Injury. Second question. Sec yeah. All right. We'll move on. I'm not sure you guys got it because I'm talking about the guys just lying on the ground and crying like the soccer players do. They're starting to do that in the NBA. But my second question, so let's move to baseball. So decades ago, they invented the little rectangle on the TV screens for the strike zone, right? Mm -hmm. Strike, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so um, to do what I'm going to say, you know, decades ago, they would complain because it'd be cost us $150 million to do it, whatever. I'm saying since the technology's there and it's in your face, if you watch the game, you see it exactly that the umpire called a strike and the ball was a foot wide. And I'm, I'm saying let's, let's have the techno-electronic you know, ball strike count. Jim, you want to, 
I'll take Jim, it. You want to take? You want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. Yeah. This is already being done in some of uh, some of the um, the less major or the minors of, of of baseball. They're trying the automatic strike zone. If they do it, I think Jared has explained this to me. If they do it in the majors, they're still going to have an umpire behind the plate, <clears throat> and they're going to be told what to say. And so it's still going to look the same. That that's my understanding of it, Jared. And <clears throat> but. I am so. Well, uh, what's that? Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm. I'm however, I disagree with you. It. Let me let me finish. You asked for an answer. I'm giving it to you. Well, let me finish. Um, Jim's very passionate about this. I know. I disagree with you 100. percent If that's what you want to do, I think the umpire, just like the batter, the batter doesn't. The batter strikes out very often. The batter only gets a hit one out of every three or four times, even if they're a good hitter. Right. The pitcher walks people all the time the, you cannot make the umpires be perfect it's okay for the umpires to make mistakes that's all i'm going to say if you have an umpire that's making too many mistakes you get a new umpire just like if the batter can't get enough hits you get a new batter we do, we do not need more replay we do not need more strike zones tennis is taking it on there's no more lines people in tennis Every call is made by machine now. I disagree with it. I think the umpires, I think the strike calls, the base people, they're, re they're reversing calls on the bases now. I totally disagree. The umpires can okay. make mistakes. Go ahead. Third question. Well, okay. I'll finish <laughs> my respond, second question, and then we'll go to the third. But my final comment on the second is, okay, I guess we totally disagree on that because I'm saying, you know, in 1898, I'm not going to argue. Okay, you know, the sun's going down. They they make some they they miss some fine but not in the 21st century when we know are you going to be happy to have your favorite team or the team you bet a hundred grand on with the bases loaded one one run game in the bottom of the ninth and 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 he's called uh, third out you know strike three on the ball that's a foot out of the strike zone that's not right the sports you know we want the best team the winner to win you know. All right, so I've, that's answered, I've answered. Let me hear your third one because my answer to that is very simple. Yes, I think it's okay. But go ahead. Okay, one of you agreed and one of you disagreed. I believe that. I I have accepted. Okay. I guess my my answer to that one quickly is I have accepted that that sports is going in the direction of automated officiating. I I am not very. I am not super comfortable with it. Um, not for the same reasons that Jim is. Uh, but. I have accepted that it's gonna that it's gonna happen. The, the core of that discussion to me comes down to your answer to the question: What is the role of an official in a sporting event? Right. And and if your answer is it is the role of a fit of the official to get every call right and not have any impact on the game, then you're going to be in favor of automated officiating. If yeah. if your answer is that the role of an official to is to call. do the best they can. Then you are going to be comfortable with with call, with missed calls, and, and I yeah. I lean more to to Jim's side than I do the other side. I think missed calls are part of sports, I, but I I have accepted that that we are going the direction of automated officiating. You still got time okay. here, Carl. You still got time. There's no other calls right now. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four. No, I'll, no. Go ahead. Go I'll ahead. Question number yeah. three. Yeah, third one is my, my solution. I kind of quit cold turkey baseball for eight years or whatever, 
and I'm trying a little bit now, but it's still boring. So my solution to make baseball better, well, I just gave you one, because it looks stupid when, you know, guys are called out with the balls and strikes. Anyway, that was that point. My, my solution to make baseball overall better without, you know, there's lots of solutions if you change the whole nature of the game. But without changing the whole nature of baseball, my solution to make it better is very simple, very easy, doesn't change anything, except that you make three balls a walk. <laughs> I like it. So and that'll move it the... faster and and quicker. And, and I mean, any start, any pitcher is gonna you know try to kill me or something. You know, gonna hate me, you know, because their ERA you know will probably jack up. But it's all gonna be relative, so you don't have to worry. You know, because if they started my idea, you know, with three balls of walk, you know, whatever the best ERA might be uh, five point one, but it's still you know it doesn't sound good compared to 1990 ERAs, but it'll still be, hey, it's the lowest ERA in the MLB. So what do you yeah, guys I, think about three balls of walk? I think that it, in the vein of speeding up the game without fundamentally changing it, I, I think it would minute. make sense. Um, I, I would imagine there are baseball people <laughs> out there that would make an argument that three balls would fundamentally change how baseball is played. And, and I can't make that argument because I don't know the sport well enough. But I am with you in the sense that if you look at the changes Major League Baseball has made, you try to speed the game up, this would be this in that minute, vein. I'd say, I would say try it. Jim, you were, your mic is on. Whoops, just sorry. You know. I got um, another call, Jim. I, I, would, I would be all for it. I would be all for trying something like that. We lost that one, Jerry. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would be all for that kind of change. Hang on, caller. Um, I, I would be all for trying something like that to see what it did to baseball because I think it would speed the game up, absolutely. Hello, caller, you're in the air. Wow. That, that, that just tore me apart. <laughs> <laughs> Automated umpires? No, thank you. Oh, man, are you kidding me? My Atlanta Braves lost to the Florida Marlins in, in 98, I think. And it was because the strike zone was a foot and a half wide for Kevin Brown and LeVon Hernandez. And, yeah, you get angry about it, but you move on. And it is what it is. That umpire was terrible, and they, they won because of it. But it, it is what it is. I'm sorry. Like, I can't uh, – I could never get behind the automated umpire. For the, me crazy. It sounds like for the same reason as me, Vince, um, <clears throat> that – the umpires do and will make mistakes, just like the players. Is is there anything simpler than that, Jerry? You say you don't agree with me for well, the same the, reason. The, the the simple the simple thing to that again is, if you don't believe right, it is the okay. officials' role to make mistakes, then that is a problem. No, I think the officials' right. role is to make a call. Right. It it, exactly. it all yeah. comes down to the question of what do you believe the role of an official is. I mean, do do the Red Sox fans want a, a robot first baseman instead of Bill Buckner because he booted a ball and lost in the World Series? I mean, it, 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 they're human beings, just like the players. You know, they make mistakes right. too. So I, I'm all about letting the, the game play out the way it plays out. And it is a bummer when the officials are a huge part of the game, but that does happen. 
So, um, to your point, though, Jim, I think the problem is is they're not they're not quick enough, or there's not enough options to replace bad umpires and referees uh, quickly enough. Hmm. Never thought of that. There, there's still there's still umpires in baseball that have been around for 25 years that absolutely have no business getting behind a catcher and calling balls and strikes. Mm-hmm. Huh. How how did I do in little league? Oh, you you were you were You're, fun to watch, Jer. That's the right answer. You were fun to watch. <laughs> oh man, I just caught that. I caught that after you said. I thought for sure you were going to say I was calling. You good. were very, you were a very animated umpire. <laughs> oh jeez, I, I called. You him. made calls with confidence. Hey, <laughs> absolutely. Exact, oh, that is for sure, Jerry. Right or wrong, that's the call. <laughs> you were confident in your calls, Jim. I'll tell you how you make baseball better. Is you, is you, you adopt the Savannah, Savannah Bananas rule. Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't know if we want to get into this. What Now, we can, we can move on. I was going to ask, like, why do I like softball so much more than baseball? <clears throat> when, they're, when they're so similar. I like it because it's on a smaller field. I tell you the truth, and, and it's constant action. Like you don't get a lot of walks in softball. You know, like sure. even a wild yeah. pitcher, they're out of there pretty quick. Like it seems like that motion generates more hittable or or potentially hittable pitches, and so yeah. the balls in play more. And it is a smaller field, so it's kind of like, you know, you everyone has to always be on on you know alert, and there isn't a lot of the need for like a pitch clock and things like that. Like softball naturally moves faster, I think. So it, I, I can I see that, Jerry. Like it's a much more, it's just a quicker game and there's a more, there's more ball and play action. You know? I, don't, I don't know, Jerry. I can't even tell you why. I just, I like it better too. And I, I really can't figure out why either. Vince, I'm going to take another call. We still have time here. Oh, I was hoping to get my next three. Should we give him three more real quick, Jerry, and then take another call? Yeah, yeah, we can do three real quick. Go ahead. All right, all right, Vince, you're gonna get di- you're gonna get different ones. Go. Ready? Right, Go, Call or hang okay. on. Uh, let's see. Let's do a squash ball, a golf ball, and let's let's put the badminton birdie in there as well. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go with birdie, golf ball, squash ball. That is correct. Yeah. I'm taking another oh, call. Okay. Nice job, right, Vince. You're, you're gonna you're gonna be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> Hello, call. You're on the air. Thanks for waiting. Hey. Yep. And I think what Vince said about your umpiring is exactly what I was saying. Anything worth doing is worth doing. You don't have to do it well if you're entertaining and you're having a good time. There you go. But I also think that the whole deal about having automated calling. Of, of anything is um, why even bother having actually human beings playing the game? Why don't you just get some sort of machine that can't make a mistake? That's my point exactly. So, can I respond to that? Sure. So, again, it, it comes back to that question of what you believe the role of an official is because, it, because everyone that's a fan of sports, or at least I would hope, <laughs> would argue that in the in the nature of a sporting event players making mistakes is part of the game 
and it's okay for players to make mistakes. Officials are not there to impact the outcome of the game. And so because it is not their job to impact the game, like a player's job is to impact the game, they don't want missed calls from an official. A player making a mistake yeah. is fine because that's part again, and that's the argument is that's that's fine because it's a player doing what they do. That's well said, Jer. Yeah. I and I agree with you. But but it is best if umpires or whatever don't make mistakes. But if they do, it's not a mistake. It's part of a game. Yeah. So but again, that's not why I call it. I'm hoping that some people are paying attention to what is going on in professional golf and are going to start talking about what a travesty is being perpetrated. It, it's just, that's, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my subject for the evening. I'm hoping that people will start to think about and talk it's, about it. It's on our list, so if we don't get it to it tonight, yeah. we're going to get into it heavily yeah. heavily next uh, the next time oh, around. Well, I appreciate the program, and anything worth doing is worth doing. So want to let you know. There and do it, folks. I, I want to let oh, you know, okay. caller. I want to let you know, caller, I just got a text. Someone that said, you're the favorite caller on the sports phone. <laughs> I'll see you. Thank you. Jeez, Jay, this no, is it's, th- it's, it's, it's funny. <clears throat> when the caller said that, I had to think for a second because the last like big golf story I saw was like a super big feel-good golf story. And I had to I had to think for a second about what the caller was, was talking about uh, in terms of are you, travesty. Cause, are you with me? You think she's talking about the combination of the two? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm assuming that what she's <clears throat> talking about is PGA merging with LIV golf and then whatever the other one is because um, there's three of them. But – I had oh. to think about that for a second because the last like major golf story before that was uh, Rose, I believe it's Jang, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, uh, being the fir- being uh, coming out of Stanford and winning her first major, or, like winning her first professional golf tournament ever as a professional, uh, and like that was a really cool story. Like that was a really really like feel good story. Um, Hmm. Being the first woman since 1951 to win her her professional debut. Oh, in a, in, when, a, in her first tournament, she won. Yeah, came out of Stanford. She was considered like the best, like the Michael Jordan of women's of college golf at Stanford. Like just oh, wildly wow. good. Um, and she comes out and wins her first professional tournament. And I, for a minute, I was thinking like, okay, why is that a bad story? But then I realized the caller was talking about uh, LIV and, and PGA golf. I got something uh, I want to do here before we run out of time, but I want to ask you a question yeah. there first is this woman is that good? I mean, we're talking about a, a run like Tiger, something like that. The, yeah. The mm. there's there's the comparisons of like the amount the, the level of dominance that she could have. Uh she left college as the first woman in history, uh as the first woman in history to win consecutive NCAA individual championships. Wow. Wow. Uh she's like it, it's the real deal. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, that people are making those comparisons of like, we could see a level of dominance in women's golf com- in a comparison to Tiger Woods. Hello, caller on the air. All right. I'm going to go really quick here. Third, third time in, but, uh, hopefully somebody else is, is going to be on quickly. Uh, another quick feel good, uh, feel bad 
thing, Jerry. You, you went with the golfing there. I'll go with horse racing. So obviously, what I think three more horses died during the Belmont. Really? So, oh, I didn't hear about this. Oh yes, yeah. so I think the total for the Triple Crown is like fifteen horses died between the three uh, races. During and but, between the races. Between the races. Right, exactly, but I mean, I, I believe the ones at the Belmont died during races, or like you know, had an injury during the race and had to be put down. Maybe one of them was in between races, but uh, in between all of that terribleness for horse racing. Jenna and Tanucci became the first woman trainer to have a horse win a triple crown. So first a little, little feel woman. good at the end of oh. all that for the for horse racing. <clears throat> wow, that that's a good first woman trainer. Trainer's different than the jockey, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. All right. Huh. <laughs> but uh, just thought, just thought I'd throw that out there as a you know a, a, a good feel good, but at the same time. Surrounded by some not so good, uh, you know, aspects of, of that particular sport. So, hmm. um, wanted to get that in there. Thanks, Vince. It's good to have yeah. you back. Yeah, absolutely. And if Jerry, you want to throw three more at me? <laughs> Go, ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, sure. I'll oh, by, by the way, before you before we run out of time, um, <clears throat> the Z-Man gets some special treatment here. The Z-Man, did you ever give the three? Hockey puck, tennis ball, and highlight to somebody. Is that what was that was something you gave to Vince? Uh, I yeah. gave. I might have given it to somebody. I didn't keep track of who I was. All right, I'm going to pretend like we're asking the Z-Man of those three: hockey puck, tennis ball, and highlight. Okay. He puts them in this order: highlight, hockey puck, tennis ball. Would he won? No, two out of three. <laughs> nice try, Z. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Carry on. All, right, all right, Vince. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. How are we, let's see what do we do? Okay. Let's do this. Let's do uh, soccer, a soccer ball, a lacrosse ball, and a baseball. <laughs> this is unbelievable. We could do this for weeks. Oh, yeah. Baseball, <laughs> lacrosse, soccer. Not even close. <laughs> oh man! And, oh, and, and really quick, I, I gotta I gotta throw a little uh, basketball uh, UFC love out there. Did see Conor McGregor knock out the mascot for the Heat? No, I really? I, so I saw this. Then I saw a follow up story saying the mascot was in the hospital, but I didn't know how much of this was real or not. Was this a real thing that oh, no. happened? Was this professional oh, yeah. wrestling? Oh yeah, it, yeah. The, Conor, no, Conor McGregor was at the Heat Nuggets game, yeah. and the, the Heat mascot had boxing gloves on and was joking around with him, and McGregor gave him a one-two, and the guy inside the suit was in the hospital. <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh, but, oh, man, ridiculous. How like, come we haven't seen that, Jer? <laughs> oh, I, I, saw, I saw, like, again, I, I heard <sighs> about it, but I never took the time to look into, like, was this a big gimmick or not? Oh. Apparently, well, no, watch the video. He knocks him out. Like, watch the video. That that mascot goes down. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. We're, we're running out of time. We're running out of time here. And because Vince is on the line, he tried so hard. Jer, one time, read the top 10 in order. Fastest to slowest of the top 10 you have. Then we got to go. In order? Okay, in order. so in order, fastest recorded objects. Uh, a badminton birdie, a golf ball, a high eye ball, a squash ball, a tennis ball, a soccer ball, a lacrosse ball, a hockey puck, a baseball, 
and a cricket ball. Wow. Cricket. Wow. Cricket. Well, uh, base, so they throw it faster overhand than the cricket guy does with a, with a whirly, whirly bird? I believe, and I didn't look this up, that the cricket one is the exit off of the, the bat. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you're not, you can do that because you're not sw- right. off the bat because you're not even swinging at it. You're just holding your bat and trying to hit it. Or it might have been the pitch. I could be wrong. I, uh, no, it was a pitch. My mistake. It was a pitch. It was the okay, bowler. Was a- That's a call of bowler. Yeah, it was a bowler. Uh, that, oh, that list we got to go. We got to go. We're, oh, no, no. Uh, we... I'm sorry. We've got oh, we've, Jim. You're just raising the the alarm here. We've the, got no. We've got we got 30 seconds. The list ranges from 259 to 100 miles an hour. Uh, but yeah, what that will wrap it up. So again, uh, sports phone next week won't be Jim and I. It'll be Rich and Victor doing the sports phone uh, football soccer edition. Looking forward to hearing it. Jim and I will not be here. Uh, everybody, we'll see you next week. Happy Father's Day, Vince. We've uh... thanks, Vince. All right, Jer. Um, still there, Jer? Yeah, I panic a little bit there. We still have about thirty-five seconds. Oh, um, we do have. Um, I, I don't like I, the. I wrapped it up. I know. <laughs> you did wrap it up, and you can't wrap it up twice. I'm telling you that oh. much. So I'll, I'll take it from here. So yeah, um, the Sunday evening jazz is next. Um, I want to thank everybody that was involved. That was one of my favorite sports phones. Uh, phone rang. We had someone on hold almost the whole time. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. And the sports phone football edition by Victor and Rich are next week. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.